It's just about 8.46 and we can get into our different view with Andrew Chung of Merger Market. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. I'm trying to think of a, of a pun here because, um, of course, in England, a lot of talk about how many uh, pence you would need to buy certain... <laughs> products under the Brexit conditions, but only one pence was required to send some economic shockwaves through Seoul yesterday. Is right. that good enough? Something along I those lines? I think that lines? was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence talking about the FTA, but also talking a lot about the North Korea situation. He then headed off to Japan yesterday. Right. And I think there is a bit of controversy whether or not uh, Mr. Pence really helped out the situation here, but um, uh, Largely, the Korean editorials were supportive of uh, Mr. Pence's comments regarding North Korea and uh, his support for national security here. And um, moving on to the made business newspaper, uh, the Business Daily wrote yesterday that um, Pence's visit helped prevent any misunderstanding the North may have regarding U.S.-South Korea relations. The newspaper said Pence's comments stressing uh, the unshakable bond between Seoul and Washington would have likely dispelled any speculation that a newly elected liberal government in Seoul, of course, not barring out a conservative win, but um, uh, would change relations with Washington. Um, the newspaper said the presence of the U.S.'s Carl Vinson would also likely repress any attempt at a major provocation by the North on April 25th, which is, of course, the anniversary of the founding of the North Korean army. Not, not that that aircraft carrier group is actually here yet. No. But next week sometime it should arrive. Right. I, I guess as well, the fact Mike Pence was here for three days, mm -hmm. it's uh, a longer trip than it needed to be. Mm -hmm. That in itself sends the message. But otherwise, the comments that came out of his meetings, such as with acting president and prime minister Hwang mm -hmm. there, was, there was nothing particularly unexpected or shocking, was there? No, but um, I guess as these newspapers are saying, it... it it put out a point there that hey nothing's changed you know don't do anything crazy mm -hmm. if you do we're not obama is yeah. i guess the message that you know mr pence has been trying to relay to the north i think they will need to have a plan up their sleeve though as well for post election here mm -hmm. because that message will have to come very clearly after whoever the next president here will be after the may 9th election right then it's going to be vitally important because I think we're already very clear that Hwang Kyo-an's interim government uh, has been pro-US or at least pro that alliance. Mm -hmm. The Jungang Ilbo, what's it got to say? Um, it did, uh, I guess, echo what the Mail Business newspaper said, but it also strongly urged the North, uh, so it directly, I guess, addressed the North uh, to note Mr. Uh, Mike Pence's strong comments against the North, saying uh, Pyongyang's traditional brinkmanship tactics would backfire against Trump, including the possibility that it could induce Chinese officials to lock up oil pipes uh, going into the North. The Chulang also voices concern in its editorial for Monday evening that Seoul could be, quote, left out from a deal between Beijing and Washington over North Korea and trade relations. Um, the newspaper urged Seoul officials to seek leverage points. So it pointed out not only the the, uh, the national security situation here, but the fact that you know this is this is part of a larger, I guess, uh, conflict you could say, or to a lesser degree, um, disagreement. Uh, between China and the U.S. over um, how things should go about here in Northeast Asia. Let's um, also look at the free trade agreement that I mentioned briefly before. And this provides, I think, practically the most important detail of Mike Pence's trip to South Korea. Uh, because uh, 
whilst, yes, symbolically strong, everything else that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, if he is serious about renegotiating the free trade agreement with the South under a new administration here, under the wave of popular opinion, that could prove very difficult and could undermine this whole Washington relationship. Right. Uh, coming down, I guess, down the stream of the Trump uh, era, uh, if you will. Um, I guess that is a very sincere um, possibility because of these um, trade uh, disputes, uh, I guess, brewing in the background on on top of North Korea and, and what, what you just said. And the editorials here voiced a lot of suspicion over whether, I guess, you know, what Mr. Pence said was a, a veiled proposal uh, regarding, I guess, the give from the U.S. would be, hey, we're going to support you with North Korea. But at the same time, you have to really consider what our frustrations were regarding the free trade agreement, and you should be, I guess, willing to give up some, I guess, you know, points on that, I guess, front. Yeah, yes uh, and no, because we also have to look at context. Mm -hmm. I, I agree completely with what you've said. It, mm -hmm. It's easy to make that analysis, but mm -hmm. he was speaking at the American Chamber of Commerce in Seoul. Yes. He was hardly going to be talking about anything <laughs> but trade when he was right, there. Right. And he is just repeating Trump's well-known policy on protectionism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what were the local papers then saying? Right. Uh, the Tungaibo. Um, this newspaper uh, voiced speculation on top, I guess, what I just said, and um, that the U.S. Trump administration was trying to use the U.S. national security support for Seoul as a negotiating tool. So this is the analysis going back to, you know, the U.S. is going to support Seoul in regards to national security, but at the same time, you better be willing to give up some points on trade. And the newspaper said it may seem natural for a businessman like Trump as a, quote, give and take to leverage national security support for Seoul for a renegotiation of the bilateral trade agreement. So uh, this newspaper was making that analysis. And uh, moving on to the mail business newspaper, this newspaper argued that South Korea's trade deficits in defense products, uh, intellectual properties, uh, as was highlighted in the uh, December 2016 decision by the Korea Fair Trade Commission to fine Qualcomm, which is, of course, the intellectual property conglomerate in the U.S. that sells a lot of intellectual properties to Samsung and LG. Mm. Um, so, and services. Uh, so the mail business newspaper were referring to these, I guess, lesser... Um, noted uh, sectors in which South Korea had major deficits in terms of trade uh, undermined U.S. arguments that the free trade deal and economic relations were disadvantageous to U.S. businesses. So the mail business newspaper was making a statement saying, hey, it's not as unfair as you were saying because we have a lot of, I guess, um, deficits in these kind of areas. And the mail business newspaper also argues that South Korean direct investment in the U.S. was five times out of U.S. investment in South Korea in the last five years since the Korea-USA uh, FTA took force. Um, this tally was not backed by uh, sources, uh, but the newspaper also notes um, increases in U.S. beef imports and the rise of market share in South Korea's automobile market by U.S. car makers are also uh, points worth mentioning that the U.S. vice president did not note. Let's um, switch topics to the question of moral hazard at Daewoo, mm -hmm. a huge unfolding story. Right. And... Um, to listeners, I guess, not familiar with Teo, um, Teo is currently, was on the brink of default until uh, the Korea Development Bank convinced a lot of uh, the lenders to, to, I guess, you know, delay receiving back their loans. And there's a lot of criticism that this crisis is due to moral hazard. The fact that the notion that um, a lot of Daewoo officials and Korea Development Bank officials took a lot of risk at the risk of um, uh, taxpayer money. And 
the Korean newspapers were largely um, sympathetic to taxpayers and uh, pensioners uh, relying on the National Pension Service because they were also one of the major loaners uh, to the shipbuilding company. And moving on to the editorials regarding this, um, E-Daily, the uh, the South Korean newspaper, uh, argues that the Daewoo crisis is due to the incompetence of government and Korea Development Bank officials and the moral hazard of executives and employees at Daewoo Shipbuilding. The newspaper echoes uh, the Gyeongyang Shimun, which, which said that it is time to clearly outline who's at fault for the current Daewoo crisis. So it's time to really, I guess, you know, pick over and say who's responsible for this crisis so, because it's getting big. And the E-Daily newspaper stresses the top brass at the Korea development should show that they are willing to take responsibility. Uh, the newspaper argues that KDB chairman, uh, Mr. Lee dong should return all or most of his salary and bonus payments to prove he is willing to take some sort of responsibility for the current crisis at Taewoo Shipbuilding. Yeah, let's take a look at another pay-per-view of this because when, when we've seen the mess... The absolute mess that mm-hmm. local shipbuilding and shipping companies uh-huh. have found themselves in. There, there would be an easy temptation looking on to just think that this is a, an industry that's on its way out. But there's clear hopes to revive that, to bring back some form of the glory days. Right. But in a way that doesn't lead to more problems. Doesn't right. Doesn't create problems in the process. Right. And I think the outlook is, is a little bit mixed because... It's a very cyclical industry, as you mentioned. And, you know, if demand really picks up for shipbuilders, then, you know, Teo is going to have a better time repaying its loans and, I guess, going back on its uh, promises. But um, uh, that's very uncertain and that's very up in the air, according to uh, news reports here in South Korea and outside South Korea as well. Andrew Jung, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Alex. And that rounds out... Today's edition of Different View with Andrew Jung of Merger Market. It's another story that we've been focusing on in recent weeks, the situation with Deo Shipbuilding, and uh, we will continue to do so. But, of course, the North Korea question has been most pertinent, and it continues to be most pertinent on the international stage as well. The thing is, it's notable by its absence at the moment. Maybe no news is good news, but no peep out of Pyongyang, except to some foreign media outlets, but nothing in the way of uh, talk of of a nuclear test that's being taken seriously. No sign, in other words, of preparation in the last couple of days. No sign of a missile launch. If that changes, you will be told here on TBS EFM. So follow your latest headlines, the next edition, coming up next, and then Careerscape. This morning, meanwhile, returns tomorrow at 7.05.